Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, and the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. Welcome back, everyone. This is the third episode of the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. And I'm Malcolm Jones. And we got a good show for you today. We're going to talk about The Last of Us, give our review for it later on in the show. But first, we're going to talk about some other tiny little topics before we get to our full review of The Last of Us Part 2. So, yeah, let's get into it. I hope you guys are ready because we got a lot to talk about today. Um, Starting off first with the microsoft uh shutting down mixer uh you know a lot of mixer fans were pissed off um <laughs> because they found out that now they're being transferred over to facebook gaming uh have you ever used mixer at all Malcolm? not even once <laughs> not even once huh i, I actually it's funny through this whole thing i just was starting to learn about what mixer was <laughs> I never even heard of it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it was like their version of Twitch, I think. They didn't. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, that was the thing, because like in the gaming community, it's about Twitch, right? Like Facebook gaming. I don't even. I guess it's growing, right? But honestly, I knew Facebook gaming before I knew what Mixer was, so I guess that says something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I guess the whole reason that Microsoft is closing it down is because it failed to reach the height that twitch well to be able to compete with twitch it wasn't able Uh, to compete it didn't have the numbers so they've decided to or even youtube they haven't even been able been able to uh, compete with youtube gaming uh so they have to transfer over everybody's accounts to facebook gaming uh, which is unfortunate for the people who are on Mixer. I tried to give Mixer a chance. You know, it's funny. I created a Mixer account like last week because I said, you know, all right, well, this could be just another streaming option that I have just in case I want to broaden my horizons. Uh, and then I find out that, you know, Mixer is... Shutting it down. Yeah, they're shutting they're it down. they're going to Facebook, yeah. I mean, it's it's sad, it's unfortunate, but and I feel for everybody who was on Mixer, but... Uh, you know, at least you have Facebook gaming, at least Microsoft is giving you the chance to transition over to Facebook gaming. So hopefully you can still have that audience that you had with Mixer. If, if you had like a, a, a big audience, um, I think it was effective immediately. Um, I believe it. um, I think they said on, in July that all the sites and apps will, um, be redirected to to facebook gaming so uh you know sorry to you mixer players out there uh really sorry to hear about it but hey you know it's not the end of the world i'm, I'm sure that uh, well you can still continue that's what matters yeah you'll still be able to continue um you'll still be able to you know stream and have yeah. the following i think the big question wanted. honestly is do they even want to be on facebook gaming wouldn't that at this point wouldn't they rather just go to twitch or go to uh youtube at this point yeah and and i mean maybe maybe facebook gaming was willing to work with microsoft in transitioning 
and other platforms weren't able to weren't willing to possible so that's just my guess i'm not i'm not saying that that's a fact or anything but i'm just saying that it's it's a possibility and um you know so i i I hope I, i hope that everybody you know it's a smooth transition and that everything works out for everybody uh at mixer um but moving right along here I told you we're going to be going fast because we want to get to this last of us two stuff. We, we, we've been talking like about it and we tr- we're trying to save some stuff for the podcast. Cause we got a lot to talk about, but uh, moving along here, we're going to talk about the mafia definitive edition and how the uh, president uh, of hangar 13, which is Hayden Blackman. He talked about how mafia, uh, the mafia remake, which is the mafia definitive edition is going to learn from the sequels from mafia three's mistakes, uh, pretty much in terms of its repetitiveness, uh, in terms of its side missions. Uh, he basically said that they're really going to try and make every mission unique in its own way and not have it where you're constantly doing the same thing all over again. And give you a versatility in how you actually play the game because I don't, you know, just in case you haven't actually played the original before, um, it's very strict in the way you follow uh, street laws, which was interesting. Right. Uh, if you ran a red light, a cop would try to pull you over or take you down. Uh, so they actually give you the option to have, you know, uh, I don't know if it's police aggressiveness exactly. But kind of like a meter of like where cops will react to certain things that you do to give you a different type of feel of the game. Right. So that was interesting because that that was actually one of the things I loved about Mafia. The fact that it wasn't like GTA where you can just like drive like a crazy person and the cops don't do anything unless you hit them. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's cool that they're giving you the versatility. So is it like an option? Yeah, that's what they were saying. It's going to be, there's going to be some bar or some meter that will uh, allow you to kind of feel out the game that you, well, not feel out the game, but like give you the experience that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's really cool because I also heard that the gunplay is going to be very similar to Mafia 3. And, and if there's oh, so. one thing I can give Mafia 3 is that the gunplay and the, and, the, and the gun mechanics in that game were super fun. I mean, it was super fun. I, and I hope they bring back the special meter where like if you go up to someone, you press triangle, you can perform like a... Like oh, you a mean take, executions. Execution. Yeah, you can perform some kind of execution. I don't know if that'll be in this game uh, because again, it's it's different characters and the kind of gunplay that that Lincoln Clay was doing fit his character for who he was. So um, I'm not sure if that'll continue with Mafia 1. I hope it does. Um, they say that that combat in this one is a little bit more lethal though. Um, oh, and, okay. Yeah, so it's more lethal. It's more... I. I I love the attention that they're bringing into this game because again, they have to justify it being a remake. So they have to bring something new to the table. Um, again, I, I, uh, I compare this to stuff like resident, the resident evil remakes that have come out within the last couple of years, um, and how successful those have been. So I'm excited. I mean, mafia, the definitive edition is a day one for me. Um, I just can't wait to see more. I hope they show more soon. So, yeah. Um, so I double checked. So, it's it's not necessarily a bar. It's going to be in the settings. Okay. Uh, yeah, for the settings so in the for police presence specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's cool though. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, definitely more deadly. I like that, especially in a game like that. 
Um, there's definitely an attention to detail that I don't even think was uh, well. Well, it wasn't in the first one. Right. Right. But now they have the technology, and I think they're just making you know basically doing everything they did wrong in Mafia Three and fixing it, and then making it better. Right. So you know it's looking to be like probably one of the best Mafia games at this point, which is cool to think that the remake will be the best Mafia. Well, and that's my next question is that, do you think if this one is really successful, do you think they'll make a remake, like a full on remake of Mafia 2? Or do you think that this is the only remake that- Oh, they're, they're not going to make another remake. They'll, they may reboot, which I think would be cool. Right. Do something different with the series. Do you think this is the testing grounds for that? Oh yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, look at- uh, because also that's something that came out this week, uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Edition. Yeah, I bought that for my girl uh, yesterday. Yeah, how's she liking it? Oh, she loves it. Um, she needed awesome. my help with a few missions, though. Even though I'm, I'm, uh, I've never played Battle for Bikini Bottom, but uh, you know she's enjoying it a lot. You know, it costs thirty. That's a great game. Very yeah. bright. Um, I actually played it as a kid, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't gotten the remaster, not because I don't think it's worth it. I just haven't had the time or the chance. Right. Um, but no, it's just following the trend. Like if, if a remaster can do, and you do the remaster right as well. And if it can make money and get people excited in the series again, or the franchise, then they'll make new versions of that game. Absolutely. Which I think is awesome. And it's, you know, it's kind of a win-win for the community Mm -hmm. because we have, you know, uh, uh, we have games that we're getting that we're not really liking, honestly. Exactly. And I rather play an old version of a game I enjoyed and have it look, you know, ten times better than just be playing some crap that we've had for a while. Absolutely. And especially if they're adding something new to it, new to new to the game in terms of story, in terms of gameplay that wasn't there before. Even though the overall story's the same, uh the the little things that they're adding is making a difference and it and it keeps the, the franchise alive. Um you know, in this day and age where we have, where we're going into the, I don't know, what is it? The 10th generation of consoles or, or, or yeah, something like that. I yeah. have to double check, but yeah, it's, it's been a few generations for sure. Yeah. And, you know, uh, staying and speaking of, you know, remakes leading into, uh, a re, uh, new reimaginings, uh, the crash bandicoot four is coming, uh, you know, with all, all those remakes that happened recently with crash bandicoot, we finally got a Crash Bandicoot 4, and, and I love the title. The title is lost called... Lost in Time. No, it's called It's About Time. Oh, it's a, oh, that's right. I thought it was Lost in Time. Yeah, that actually... Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, and I think that is so amazing. And, and, it's, and it's all because of the success of like the remasters that have been happening with Crash Bandicoot. Um, because Crash Bandicoot has been... Has disappeared for a while um he was gone for like years i i think the last crash bandicoot game i saw was for like the playstation 2 in the, like the late playstation 2 years um and he skipped a generation he wasn't part of playstation 3 um but it's good to see him back did you see the trailer at all or yeah no, i saw it yeah no i'm i'm very excited for it i'm not a big crash fan i'm more of a spyro fan okay but I'm really excited for what they're they're doing with it. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I actually might get this one. Oh, I okay. didn't get the remastered, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious about getting this one. But I played them, and it, they're they're very well made. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm kind of I'm a little 
biased when it comes to PlayStation and Crash Bandicoot because I know this this new game is coming out for both the Xbox and PlayStation and for me ever since I was a kid Crash has always been it was an exclusive yeah yeah it was an exclusive it was like he was the mascot for um PlayStation like Nintendo had Mario Donkey Kong Donkey Kong um you know PlayStation had uh uh Crash Snake you know and you know Spyro Spyro (laughs) those were the originals now uh Jack and Dexter and and um uh Ratchet and Clank came later so I'm honestly surprised we're not getting a remaster like a true remaster not that HD port of Jack and Dexter well maybe you never know well I mean yeah they might be in the works but yeah it it could uh, be in the works that could be the next thing after Crash and 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 uh um Ratchet and Clank that comes out is the uh jack and daxter because i i think i'm pretty sure that there was a crossover between jack and daxter and um ratchet and clank at one point oh yeah or at least like a like a reference or something i'm sure yeah um Um, but uh to get into some exciting rumor actually that um i i think we, we didn't really get the chance to talk about you and me but there was a i sent it into the uh the chat we were we're in okay and it's so amazing. This rumor is something that me and Cameron have been talking about for a while. Uh, well, not the rumor, just wanting something like this. Right. Uh, there is an EA rumor about me and Ke- one of uh, me and Cameron's favorite series. Thirty-one County. I copy thirty-one. Turning on the speeder that just flew by me. Uh, <gasps> Need for Speed. Oh yeah, I do. Remember the second you rumor. said it too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a rumor about Need for Speed Most Wanted uh, getting a remaster. And that's huge. Very exciting. If if the, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I could pay sixty, but I could do forty, no problem. Is it most wanted or hot pursuit? I heard it was hot. You no, know, it's funny. It was weird. It kind of said Need for Speed. It's either talking about hot pursuit or most wanted. I really don't care which one at this, <laughs> at this point. point. Yeah, they're they're both great. Yeah, they really are. Um, I'm I'm just excited. You know, if it's actually, I'll be, I'm, I'm probably more excited if it's Hot Pursuit. It probably is Hot Pursuit. Uh, the original Hot Pursuit. So imagine oh, how man. that would look oh, with after man. playing, because we played Heat. Right. Or, yeah. Is it Heat or, no, yeah, Heat. Uh, heat looks amazing. But could you imagine Need for Speed, a Hot Pursuit looking like that? In that, with those graphics, with that mm-hmm. engine. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually way more excited for that. Yeah, and, uh, and that'll probably true. because I think EA teased that there was going to be a new Need for Speed game this year, that there was going to be another racing game this year that they yeah. were going to come out with. So um, if, they, if that's it, I'm excited. Um, you know, and it'll probably come out alongside the uh, the next gen consoles. The rumor was somewhere between November, December, end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, overly excited, actually. Did the original uh, one have a story? No, it didn't. And do, I was completely okay with that. Do you think the new one will? If they, you know, decide to remaster it from the ground up, do you think it... Not on the level of, like, heat or anything, but, like, a story that, like, you can follow... Um... I don't really think it needed it. That oh, was no, kind of the cool thing about it. Yeah. It was, like... and I, I paid whatever the price was for the game when I was a little kid, or when, when my dad paid um, for the GameCube. It oh, was really? just about... Okay. Yeah, it was, it was just about fighting the police and like racing people on these gorgeous gorgeous tracks yeah with like one of the best soundtracks in racing history without a doubt right. uh you know 
very close to uh, the Need for Speed Underground soundtrack in quality, and uh, very close to the quality of uh, uh, shit. Uh, pop, not Pop Pursuit. Come on, uh, Dubbed Three Remix. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you know what it is. Dub Three Remix. Um, Midnight Club. Yeah, there we go. Midnight Club. Yeah. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. So those games are like the best in soundtrack history for racing right and like need for speed was definitely in that in that category so absolutely i cannot wait for this game even if this is just false it still gets me excited mm-hmm. as it should yeah it got it, i'm definitely excited for me because it, you know what's interesting is that i got a call from uh uh my uh, uh my nephew's uh my niece's uh a boyfriend and because he's a huge gamer and he was like yo like i'm i'm, I'm getting ready to to uh play neat he's like do you play the need for speed games i'm like do i play the need for speed games who do you, who do you think you're talking to and then he's like well yeah, you're talking to 10 to 1 over there yeah i'm just <laughs> whatever dude um but i'm just like you know i'm like yeah I, I play the new one and i play he was like oh do you have the reboot and do you have a uh, need for speed hot pursuit or was it what, what was it it was rivals it's the newest one rival oh rival well, rivals is one of them rivals is one of them and then there was uh, the reboot, right? Yeah, which yeah. was just Need for Speed, right? And, and I said I have both of those. Um, I have both of those games because he's trying to get like a crew together. Uh, he said you can only play with like six people. Um, he's trying yeah. to get a crew together to play, it, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, if the servers are still up, I'll play. But uh, you know, I, I um, I don't. I'm not. I, I I don't have everything unlocked in that game, so I can't really, you know, uh say that i'll be good at the game but no this is well, trash so. yeah <laughs> i mean which one both of them or rivals was okay rivals wasn't that bad i actually yeah. still kind of wish i had rivals okay uh, rivals was actually okay yeah uh the reboot was just awful yeah and i can say that because i bought the most expensive version because i was just like so excited just for... i was actually working at gamestop at the time oh, i don't know really? how devoted i was they didn't even have. This is how uh, popular the game was. They didn't even have a um, a, a launch party, like a really? launch, like a night launch party for it, because that's how many people <clears throat> pre-ordered the game. Right. And I tried to explain to my manager that, hey, you know, we're supposed to do launch parties and stuff, so I should be able to pick up, you know, I should be able to get my game after work. Right. And he was, or my manager was basically telling me that, no, you can't. So this is when I learned that games actually have to be pre-ordered enough to do that. Ah, to have a night launch, I see. Yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. So the fact that the game couldn't even, and it was a reboot for a really well-known franchise. Yeah, and everybody so, was hyped for it because it had been that was like the first game since the 2013 Need for Speed Rivals. Um. Yeah, and the new Hot Pursuit was good too. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. they they did do a. Uh, it was more of a reboot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a remaster of the OG would be insane. Yeah. That, like that, I still like how that game looks. Oh, absolutely. That two, that 2015 reboot that they did though was them trying to get back into the Underground series, and it's because they know damn well that Underground was the best fucking Need for Speed game out there. Underground and Underground Two specifically. That's At least rough, to man. me, I still love I still love Hot Pursuit. Or I no, I still love Most Wanted. Most Wanted is still my okay. favorite. Um, but they're great though. No, the game. No, they're still good though. Uh. For me, I mean, the first Need for Speed game I ever played was called High Stakes, and it was for the PlayStation 2. I mean, PlayStation 1. Um, 
Oh yeah, I remember that. That was the first one I played, and then I played Porsche Unleashed, uh, and then I played uh, Underground, and then Underground Two. I didn't play all the Need for Speed. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, I got yeah, back into Need lot. for Speed. Well, I got back into it when I uh, when I met you, and we played uh, Hot. Was it Hot Pursuit or Rivals? The... It's probably Hot Pursuit first. Well, Hot Pursuit came out first. Okay, Hot Pursuit of the uh, the rebooted Hot Pursuit. I think it was Rivals. And then we played Rivals. We played was... Rivals after. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we then... played well, Rivals with PS4. Right. And Hopper Suit was PS3. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they were really, really fun games. And um, if they, if this reboot happens, do you think that they'll reboot other Need for Speed? Like, if it's successful. If it does, it has to be successful. Um, yeah, no, I would love them to continue the franchise. I mean, obviously, Heat is a continuing of the franchise. Right. Uh, I think they really just kind of screwed up in uh, not really continuing with it, sticking with it. Right. They, you know, because you and me talked about this. There's there's a certain point in the game where you realize that your cars are too fast to be fun. Right. Which is awful. And there's only like a certain amount of cars that are really the best. So you can't honestly have a fair race in yeah. that game, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah. And not fun. And that's what we, me and Cameron figured out, unfortunately. And it's one of those things where it's, and I, and I hate to compare it, but it's one of the reasons why I miss Midnight Club so much is because when you play the Midnight Club games, they would give you options if you wanted to have like a, if you wanted to play online with your friends, they would give you options to where you don't have to have uh, traffic on. You can have it completely off. You can choose the weather. You can. I want more customization options when it comes. Well, yeah, to basically giving me shit about the users and the players. Yeah, I want to have more options, private modes. You know, make it more user friendly. Uh, let me decide what time of day I want it to be. Let me decide whether I want traffic to be light, heavy, or or none at all. Let me decide whether I want it to rain or not. Um, and, you know, it was just that kind of customization, that kind of user-friendly thing that I miss when it comes to racing games. Uh, you know, but unfortunately, we don't have that. And I hope that someday they'll bring that aspect back into something like Need for Speed. Because Need for Speed had it too. Um, but, you know, ever since then, it's been something that they've taken out. But I hope, hopefully they get back to getting more uh, customizable things in these uh in these need for speed games but yeah i'm excited i'm excited uh you know if this is because again i think they're using this model because of all the remake successes that have been happening recently so they say well it's the safe bet ea needs a win yeah this is an easy win easy money they don't even have to do a lot to it exactly all they need to do is make res it up i don't need any new modes you can add multiplayer that'd be awesome but if you don't i can live without it right um, if they did, it would be a bigger deal, but, uh, but yeah, no, like I said, we're, we're both excited and the game looks good. Even for a rumor, definitely still excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so with that, we'll head on to our next topic, which is about EA. Um, uh, ironically, since we just good got segue. talking, yeah, <laughs> good segue. <laughs> um, EA has also been talking about doubling down on their partnership with Disney when it comes to their Star Wars games. Uh, apparently, Battlefront One and Two have been their most uh, successful 
uh, Star Wars games along with uh, Jedi Fallen Order. But, um, and you know, they recently are, are coming out with the Star Wars uh, Squadrons game, which doesn't look interesting to me personally. I know other people. Cameron, yeah, I mean, it's $40. It's $40, but I can get the same and experience it's mostly on Battlefront 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's for VR. Like, that's what it's. If we're really being honest, that's what it's for. That's, that's who it's, it's for. for. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for me, I I probably won't pick it up. I'll just say that you wanted to. You would like pilot simulators. You don't want to learn how to fly an X jet? I want to learn how to fly an actual plane. <laughs> like snakes on a plane, just in case Samuel wanna, Jackson needs wanna, me to you know, land a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get on that Star Trek Enterprise? No, no I'm, kidding. I'm oh, just trying to make man. people mad. I'm not even but, a Star Trek fan. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it's not cool. Um, no, it, I mean, it looks like fun. If you like simulators and you like and you love Star Wars, this is probably the place for you. Obviously, it's not going to be, like, super uh, elaborate, but right. it'll be fun. Uh, if you like any dogfighting games, this is definitely oh, one yeah. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. so I think you get to play, use, like, all the ships, basically, so it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, that's all it is. So if you don't love that, then it's not the game for you, for sure. Yeah, if you're but, more into ground fighting and espionage, both, all yeah. that kind of stuff, just stick to Battlefront 2. Um, but it's interesting that EA is talking about how they're going to double down on Star Wars. And I think what that... Is what it he, though? But, well, here's my thing. With all the hassles and, 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 and backlash that they've gotten when it comes to Battlefront 2 and the loot boxes and microtransactions and all that crazy stuff, um, I'm surprised that, you know, Disney and, and Lucasfilm are letting EA continue this nonsense. Um, but, I mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest, Battlefront 2 has gotten better over the years. But... I can't excuse it because it should have been Battlefront 2. Which one? What do you mean, which one? They're both called Battlefront 2. Oh, the re the new one. The new one that EA That's made. That's the joke behind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <man>. which one? <laughs> That's the joke. I got it now. I was I dead ass thought you were asking me like what do you what, like which one like what are you talking wow. about? No. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it it's gotten better now, and I can't excuse it because it should that should have been the game we gotten at release. Um. And that's when, to the point where they finally let it free for plus. Yeah. Which doesn't mean it's well. It, it well it means there's a problem. Means, but. Yeah means there's definitely a problem but when they say double down to me it means that they're just gonna uh it's really their only major success yeah they're just so gonna double sense. down in making new games new characters and staying dedicated pretty much is what i'm gathering from that they're not gonna they're gonna stay dedicated to the to the star wars uh series they'll probably make a battlefront 3 for the playstation 5 and xbox series x um and you'll probably get another sequel to the jedi fallen order stuff but i mean to me i i, I don't know what else what more they could do with the series um i like i said for me the the star wars games reached their peak when it came to like the force unleashed and the old school star wars battlefront games uh that were made from by lucas what about like the old LucasArts. republic the old republic bio bioware well and see that's another thing uh i would love to see an old republic 
you know, on um, on the console. I mean, or an old Republic, or a game set in the old Republic, uh, a, a linear game set in the old Republic. That's not a massively online thing. But I, I, I don't think they're gonna do that. They're gonna stick. Jedi Fallen Order was a huge success for them, so they're probably gonna stick with that. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see them doing anything different than what they're doing now. They're just gonna, they're just guaranteeing their commitment to the the series. And I hope that when it comes to making these new games, that they've learned from their mistakes of, you know, uh, the mishaps with Battlefront One. But only time will tell that. But uh, anyway, moving on to our last uh, news article of today. Uh, well, not really a news article, but basically just news in general. We're talking about the Marvel Avengers gameplay reveal that was revealed today. Uh, they revealed a lot of stuff. It, it was basically called Avengers War Room. They did a live stream talking about the different gameplay mechanics and giving us story details about Marvel's Avengers. Uh, you had a chance to see it, uh, Malcolm. Uh, what did you think? Did, were you impressed? Were you just like meh about it? Was it something that you're interested in? Do you see yourself I, picking it up? Um, well, that's the funny thing. I What I said about the game originally before I even saw uh, the new content that they released today or yesterday. Um, the game isn't for people who play... Uh, isn't for like gamers who would actually go play a uh, uh, hack and slash, I guess is the best phrase right uh it's really for people who just love the movies and mm -hmm. know of the comic books not even like love the con just know of the comic books right it really feels like the best movie game because right. the versatility and the things you can do in the small amount of space and the short story yes i love the fact that you know there'll be new updates coming with more content and it really just kind of feels like one of those games where it doesn't make sense to buy it day one it doesn't really feel that way. Uh, it looks okay. Um, I know me personally. Uh, if I want to just play a game where I'm taking out a bunch of robots, <laughs> there are a lot of other options for that. Um, and I don't need to be like saying, Oh, there's a friend from Hawk. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it Ultron? No. It's Modoc. Who that? Who that? <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I really wanted to like it, but everything they're showing is they're, they're kind of just ripping off other games to make it work. Like yeah. You, you said can it see inspirations from Anthem. other games. Yeah. I said it was ripping off Destiny, which Anthem ripped off. So <laughs> yeah. it's basically the third generation of stealing. <laughs> which is whatever i'm sure it's legal i don't you know i don't need to whatever about it but it's it's just ridiculous it's not oh yeah i i love bringing back loot boxes with uh superheroes that's great and i know it's cosmetic and that's whatever and you can spend your money on whatever you want to spend your money on i just am like i want to play an interesting story and the story is new and it's different and i like the voice actors they chose right but there's just not enough for 60 there's not enough now when more content comes out i'm for i'm game to reevaluate right. but as of right now there's no way this just does not make sense oh and if you think it's appropriate to make your deluxe edition cost that money 
so you can play the game two days early or a week early or whatever the bullshit is. Be poor on you. That that's just I always hated that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, unless they changed it. I remember originally that was the big deal. You needed to play it three days early or something like that. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I always think that's stupid and it's ridiculous. Wow, I had so, no idea that that I'm was like, you know what? Thing. Yeah, I love playing a game three days early that doesn't have enough content to last me a week. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Oh, but you know, no, but they promised you can just, you know, have a, a four-player co-op online specifically. I'm going to throw that one out there. Uh, and just, you know, kill more robots. Over and over <laughs> and over. Oh, and over. Because... <laughs> As bad as Destiny was, you had enemy types. And yes, I'm aware that it's not just regular robots. There's big robots and small robots. Mm -hmm. That's great. Real uh, versatility in there. And I'm aware there are boss fights, because of course there have to be. But I don't know. I, I think it's not that. It really isn't that interesting. There's not really that much depth. It's cool that you get to play as your favorite superheroes. And get to play as none of your... The super villains, because you know that's always fun. Um, <laughs> well, it's called the Avengers. It's it's not called the Avengers featuring Ultron, Thanos, and, and everything. Be more interesting. <laughs> well, for me, I, I at least I, you have enough content for a game at launch. Well, I can't lie. Um, I'm interested in the game. I can't say whether it's going to be a day one buy, but I do see myself buying this uh in the in when it uh, a few maybe a few weeks or a few months after it comes out i do see myself playing this it looks fun i'm a sucker i'm a huge marvel fan so i'm, I'm a sucker for like marvel games and stuff uh i've seen worse when it comes to marvel games and and i understand that this kind of game is very ambitious in terms of you know you have all these different heroes and you have to try and figure out a way to make them work all in the same space Whereas before you just had single player games where you were playing as one specific hero. Cameron, um, the main villain is Taskmaster. Right. That's a joke. Well, yeah, but Cameron, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. It's well, a joke. Well, it could lead into other things. Remember, this is Cameron. Marvel. Their opening villain is Taskmaster. Yeah. That's weak. <laughs> I'd rather fight Ultron. Well, you you may get. I saw hints of Ultron that we may get yeah, an Ultron. Hints later. Yeah. And you want to know the only reason why Taskmaster is the first one? What was supposed to come out for uh, that game? Oh, um, uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Widow. And that's the only reason. Because no one in the right man is like, you know who I really want to fight in an Avengers game? Taskmaster. Yeah. No one. I, I don't think anybody. And well, if you do, good for you. But that seems like a waste of, like, all these superheroes. Right. Natasha can go handle that. <laughs> and she did. In the movie, that's still not out. Well, you got MODOK also, who's like... 
an Avengers. He's a he's a famous Avengers villain. Again, they're focusing right now. They're trying to tell an original. They're focusing story. on some of the most side piece villains of Marvel. Well, I mean, think about that's this. all I'm saying. Well, think about this. Who were the Avengers before Iron Man and and Marvel started making these movies? I mean, they were they were second tier characters. They weren't like the face of Marvel. If the face of Marvel was Spider Man, Wolverine, Hulk. You know the well-known house names. Uh, nobody really knew of Iron Man. Yeah, or... when it comes to the movies. Yeah. When you talk about people who read the comics, that's not true. But yeah, yeah. no, I get what you when mean. You're talking about movies. like everybody. Well, yeah. I'm saying like this. This game is for people who watch the movies and right. know of the comics, not for people. And granted, people who read read the comics and watch the movies, I think will also enjoy, you know, this game. But I'm just talking about from a gameplay perspective. There's not really anything too special about what's happening right because like when you look at a character like batman and the reason why batman can have 40 hour games three different times is because the dude is complex in his variety of ways he fights and his villains hulk smashes natasha shoots you uh hawkeye shoots you uh who who else captain no not captain marvel what's her name america captain fantastic is that fantastic you know what i'm talking about Mr. Fantastic? No, uh, the girl who can stretch. Oh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so she can stretch, which is cool, and get bigger, or whatever. And, like, every, everyone's moveset is very specific. Like, there's, there's no branching out. Like, you can do four things. Yeah. And again, that's why I call it a hack and slash. It it pretty much I see what you're saying. It it's pretty much there's is no a versatility. There's like, no variety like, in terms of their move set. It's the same right. thing. Because there right. were there's been Hulk video games, right? And it's fun because you you get an open world with the Hulk. That's a lot of fun. A small space with the Hulk? No, <laughs> no, I'm not inter- Not as interested <laughs> because I know that the environments are destructible. Because of course not. That's a lot to do. Right. It's the reason why we all love Badfield, uh, Battlefield Bad Company. God knows why they haven't rebooted that. But anyway, well, um, it's, who knows? I don't know. I think, you're, as you said, it's very ambitious, and I'm, I'm glad they're attempting it. I just think it, it really feels like a publicity stunt when you have Taskmaster as your first main villain. Of co- well, of course it's a publicity stunt. Which I'm just saying stunt, that's yeah. shitty, yeah. because that's not what people wanted. They're capitalizing on the movies, specifically. And also having... A three-day early access is some bullshit, too. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, you know, the Spider-Man PS4 crossover will happen with the PS5. Um, You know, if they'll have... What do you mean crossover? Well, that's not happening. You mean with the game? That is not happening. Like, it's a shared universe, like, where you'll see... Uh, Oh, no, it's not. And why did I sound British? (laughs) I don't know. That's how upsetting I was. I was like, what was that accent? No, it's not, sir. You oh will my not gosh. be taking our pod. That's what I'm saying. So. It's not. It's just not. <laughs> That's how upsetting it was. Um, I don't want it to touch it at all. <laughs> I don't want God, them breathing damn. the same air. Oh my God! Wow, you really are good. No, because Spider-Man is really good. It's really, really good, and it doesn't need that to touch. I don't know that radioactive crap. Well, uh, to be honest, yes, the game doesn't need Spider-Man doesn't need Avengers. Just leave Avengers, let it be its own thing. I get it, absolutely. But 
I just don't be shocked if Sony comes out with a, if they come out with an exclusive for PlayStation that says, "Oh, by the way, you get Spider-Man the DLC and he gets like a unique story mission or something in the game or some shit." I don't know because again, yeah. remember, in the Avengers Tower is in Spider-Man PS4, we just don't know where the Avengers are. You do realize that they've already commented on it on this. It's a coincidence. No, it wasn't planned. Really? They already came out and said that oh, Insomniac. I did, I, did, I did not. This was not planned. Jesus. Then why? That's what, that's what I kept trying to explain to you. Even if they do what you're saying, it's going to be Tom Holland Spider-Man. <laughs> and it's going to be like three hours, if not five. Yeah. And it's going to be eh. If they do it. <laughs> so will it even be worth it? Probably not. Because again, they're going to have to dumb down his moveset. Yeah, Spider-Man has a ton of things he, he won't can be able do. To web sling like he does, and that's the weird yeah. thing. Iron Man has so many abilities, and I and all I've seen is blast, blast, rockets, lasers. That's it. Oh, and I can fly. That's it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They have to dumb down their movesets because there's so many of them. Because if Iron Man just came in with his entire setup, he wouldn't need everybody else to defeat robots. Yeah. That's my only point. Yeah. Well, I, I have a theory that those robots are going to eventually turn into like Ultron or some shit, but that's just my theory. Um, but yeah, so as you can see, we both got separate views on Avengers, on the Avengers game. Uh, some are right, some are wrong. Some are right, some are wrong. You know, it... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, you know, what do you guys think? Let, I mean, let us know. I mean, tweet us at the Land Cable Podcast. I mean, at, sorry, at Jones Bros 6 um, on Twitter and let us know what you think. Um, but uh, going away from that into another big topic, which everybody is talking about, and that is The Last of Us Part 2. Now, we promised you we were going to talk about The Last of Us Part 2, give our thoughts on it. This is going to be a spoiler-free review uh of the la of the last of us part two and we will do a separate part two to this uh podcast which will be strictly talking about the last of us part two in detail and filled with spoilers so we're not going to do any spoilers here this is going to be spoiler free and we're just going to basically tell you what we thought of the game uh so last of us two what can i say everybody was hyped about it um is well, that really the truth? Well, well, you know, start off with a lie. Intrigued, 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 intrigued about it. I'll I'll use the word. Intrigued. Yes, I'll, I'll agree with intrigued. Um, yeah. intrigued about it, and people wanted to know what it was about, what what was going to happen, if if leaks were true, if leaks weren't true, and me and Malcolm both beat the game, and we have strong opinions on it, and I want to break this down into sections. We're not just going to, you know, just start talking about it randomly. We, we want to go down in sections and we're going to start talking about the good. We're going to talk about uh, the graphics of the game and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, the, everything we liked. And then towards the end, we'll talk about everything we didn't like. Um, <clears throat> so I'll start with you, Malcolm. Let's talk about the story. What did you think sure. about the story? Were, were there things about the story you liked? Uh, were there things you appreciated about the story? Um, what did you think about it? Uh, well, I guess the easiest way to put it, because I actually, funny enough for everyone, uh, this is actually the hardest part about talking about 
Last of Us Part Two because there are a lot of in- intricacies, details that make it complicated to talk about without spoiling anything. Right. But if, if I were to just kind of like sum up my experience uh, from a story perspective, it's definitely a roller coaster. Uh, a lot of you know, there's a lot of different types of feelings that you're going to experience throughout this game. There are a lot of touching moments that you know will warm your heart. There's a lot of moments that will disgust and, you know, even possibly have you fearing uh, for these characters as well. Right. Um, but, but I think overall, the experience is definitely uh, partially shock-driven, which yeah. is up to interpretation on how you feel about that. But for me, I think it's, uh, it, it did its job. It told what it, it said, what it was, uh, it, it told a story. There was a plot. You know, it drove through. Did it go a little longer than it probably should have? Probably. But overall, I think, you know, uh, just from a story perspective, it, it definitely uh, it definitely succeeded in telling me a story. Right. Whether that story is amazing, good, or average, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> what um, about you? I, I you agree. streamed it. Yeah, I streamed it. I streamed uh, the entire game from beginning to end. I beat it in like three to four days. Uh, I streamed it on Twitch. If you want to check that out, go to twitch.tv slash normac220 to check that out. Um, But I agree. I agree with you. Um, This game, the thing about me, the, the way I can describe this game without spoiling anything is if you're a fan of Game of Thrones or if you're a fan of star wars and within these last few years we've had films like the last jedi and we've had game of thrones season eight come out and it's been it's been one of the most uh uh you know had the fans split torn down the middle in terms of its storytelling and its handling of characters i will say that the same thing happens here in terms of the way the characters are handled uh in terms of certain characters decisions in terms of the direction certain characters went in and the more i think about it i try to i try my best to take myself out of what i want the game to do because at the end, at the end of the day i'm not the creator neil drunkman is the creator of the of the last of us two so i have to respect his vision and the story he wants to tell now like Malcolm said, it's, it did tell a story. It told a very dark story. It told a very heavy story. Um, and the story is told from multiple point of views. Uh, and it's, it's very, it's very, uh, heavy. And at, I found myself, myself at certain points of the, of the, of playing the game where I had to just pause. I, I either had to pause or I had to stop streaming because it was just too much for me to handle. And the game throws a lot at you. And I'm talking about straight away from like the first maybe hour or maybe like 30 minutes of the game, it throws so much at you. And with <clears throat> when it came to the first Last of Us, there were so many things about it in terms of shock value 
Whereas, you know, it, it was spread out. The, everything that was shocking and everything that was like emotional in the first Last of Us was spread out throughout the game in segments. You know, you may have had a shocking moment happen here and then you'd have a second to breathe and then you'd have another shocking moment, maybe in the middle of the game. With this game, with Last of Us Part Two, there's something shocking happening every five minutes, man. It, 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 I mean, I'm over exaggerating, but it felt like every second there was something shocking. There was something big happening every five minutes. And it was just so much to the point where it was almost overwhelming at times. And I think Neil Drunkman was trying to tell a story that made you feel uncomfortable on purpose. And for me, that's not what... That's not necessarily why I play a game. I don't, there has to be a point. Right. There has to be a you're, method to If you're trying to, to make someone uncomfortable, there has to be a point to it. Right. And that's kind of the issue with Last of Us 2. Um, unfortunately, that's about as far as I can get to in, in terms of story. Right. But when we talk about, you know, the we didn't really touch on the technical side. Game's gorgeous. Gunplay is amazing, even right. better than the first. The perk system is great. Absolutely. Uh, the variety of perks and guns and customization have gone through the roof. Absolutely. Uh, the prone system is huge in this game. Uh, I, eh, I guess it's not a well. I guess we'll leave that. There, there are just some things you can like that happen to you in terms of like how you play the game that mm -hmm. are definitely more interesting and more realistic right. uh, that the original game didn't have, which is really interesting. And I liked a lot and uh, your strength comes into uh, practice more. Uh, well, your lack of strength actually ends up becoming your strength. Yeah. I know it it you allows mean. you to yeah. be more versatile and it, you have to play the game differently. Right. And because of your lack of strength, uh, determines the kind of items you can make as well. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't, you know, because we were Joel in the first one. Right. So, you know, that's, you know, that definitely, you know, like I said, the, the level of depth in that and the references. The attention to detail the, is insane. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people are going to talk about this, but the rope was incredible. They said that it took them like around three months to get that right. Yeah, to, yeah, to have the rope feel about. realistic, and yeah. they did. The rope is very realistic, which I was very impressed with, actually. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there, there's a sense of detail. Uh, I don't know if you would call them puzzles, but just having to figure out the terrain yeah. was interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's um, open world without being open. World. It's more exploratory. You can explore more of the environment that you're in. It's not open world in the sense that you can go anywhere but it's it, it it's more open world in the beginning i would say at a certain well, it, mission well i think this game proves which is what we've been trying to say for years just because a game's open world doesn't make it good right i rather not have an open world game and have a very detailed section of a game that i can look through and that means something and last of us 2 does an amazing job at that the places you can visit very detailed uh colorful vibrant references out the wazoo to multiple different things which was cool right and you know honestly like without even having and this is weird referencing it without even referencing 
Cyberpunk 2077, this game on a technical aspect is already up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Regardless of when 2077 drops in November, uh, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be fighting for that spot. Not for best game, but for definitely uh, best technical features. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's a technical marvel. Like, I, there were certain scenes where I actually just stopped and, like, looked at the environment around me and i was just in awe of like what they were able to make me feel as as a player playing this game uh because it's not even in first person it's a third person but i still felt what the character was feeling in the game uh at that moment there's a, there's there's a uh there's a whole thing where you know there's a point in the game where y- y- you go through these uh uh, these buildings and you just get to see the beautiful landscape and the and the depth of height um, and everything like that and I just think that they did a really good job in terms of this is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played if I'm being really and I oh, played it and I played it on a monitor I even I didn't even play it on a 4k TV I could just imagine what it looks like in a 4k yeah TV. I did it yeah was... yeah I played it on I a 1080p stop. monitor taking pictures and i didn't even use the photo mode i forgot there was I didn't the photo even know mode. there was one <laughs> yeah there so there wasn't there was a photo mode day one uh it was funny because me and cameron both preloaded the game and i saw there was an update and i looked through the update history and i was like oh they added photo mode that's cool well so if you end up playing the game again or you play it for the first time uh there is a photo mode and i've seen some of the photos people have taken and they're really good. Yeah, I, but um, even the screenshots I took were insane. It's a beautiful game, man. It's it's like it's like well, because it especially because I'm thinking so far to me like Red Dead Two was one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Um, but then Last of Us Two just comes out of nowhere. And it's just like nah, like we we like we could compete. And I I would love to have like a discussion one day of like what game looks better between the last of us 2 and red dead 2 because i am kojima's know. game too oh uh death stranding yeah that game's incredible yeah it looks so impressive so it's just like all know, those games are up there yeah and last of us 2 in terms of like the environment and the graphics it makes me wonder because again, this is late in the generation. They pushed the PlayStation 4 to its max. My PlayStation 4 was like a jet engine That's running. Exactly this what shit. I was going to talk about. Like, yep. <laughs> it was so like I had to add so many uh, filters to my mic because I didn't want people to just hear the fan going while I was playing. Uh, I uh, I had the pleasure of playing it on a PS4 Pro. So I didn't hear anything. So that was nice. Oh, so it, it, you didn't hear no fans on the PlayStation nope. 4 Pro. It was yeah. completely silent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's lucky. Um, and I, I unfortunately have the original PS4 that came out back in 2013. Uh, uh, I think well, 2013 or 14, whichever one. But Yeah, because uh, I feel the game was meant to like push the PS4 to its limit. Ve- and to its the max PS4 limit. Pro high. Yeah. Not to its limit. But uh, I can just but with that I can just imagine what the PS5 is gonna like at the because towards the like the end of like the PS5 life cycle what the games are gonna look like, um, and it makes me really excited for that because I I still can't believe this game was running on a PS4. This game could easily have been a PlayStation Five title. Oh for sure. 
Well, the cool thing is uh, I actually played some of the game on headphones. Mm -hmm. So I got to really get a chance to, like, hear the game. Right. And my gosh, the level of detail was insane. Absolutely. Like, from the little, like, pieces of glass that you would step on to, like, something like slightly dropping or, like, a water drip. Or, or the like, sound of the was, clickers or anything like that. Yeah. The level of detail. Yeah. And... I can only imagine what, you know, the sound design will feel like in on the PS5. I'm actually inclined to buy that PS5 headset. When, okay. I'm actually inclined to do that. That surround sound. Because they've made a big deal about sound for the PlayStation 5. And I don't want to switch topics. I'm just saying that the sound, since we're talking about sound with The Last of Us Part 2, I can only imagine what it's going to be like on the PlayStation 5 and with the... Uh, surround sound with the headphones that they've been talking about and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, <clears throat> the attention to detail in this game was beyond my expectations. I mean, I love when you're uh, customizing your weapon and you actually see them putting it on the table and attaching stuff, making stuff. It's it's so cool um, the way they did that. And um, I appreciated the attention to detail when it came to uh, whenever Ellie was in the rain, uh, she would put her hoodie on. Yeah, and she would take it off whenever she was inside. I appreciated that. That was that was really cool. I I love the the little things. The little things matter in 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 games nowadays to me. Um, oh, and uh, without giving anything away specifically, when characters get hurt, they actually they don't just walk it off. Oh no 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 no. They feel it, which they I think is it. important. Yeah, and you feel it in the way you play as well. Yeah, and it affects the way you play. Like if you get hit, stabbed, or whatever shot, it affects the way you move around. The way and and that leads into another thing I wanted to talk about, with, which is the combat. Um, when it comes to combat, I found myself a lot of times if I didn't see an, a, a a need to fight, like if I found out that I could easily just run past them and make it to like the other side of the map, I would do it. I wouldn't waste my time trying to fight every single, you know, uh, clicker or enemy that was in the game. Uh, I, I knew when to run, pretty much. Uh, I don't that know was if you did the same thing. When I, when I played, um, I made it my goal to, like, try to take out everyone anytime I could. Right. There was only, like, one or two instances where it was it was just such a small space and there were too many. Right. And it was an area you could skip. I definitely did that. Okay. I, yeah. Um, but no, most of the time, uh, you know, and I, I took it a very, uh, I really wanted to go stealthy. Right. Uh, if stealth wasn't an option, then yeah, I, you know, I did what I had to do. But uh, I was definitely trying to go stealth. A lot of uh, uh, strangling, unfortunately. Okay. And cuts to the throat. That, you know, was most of my game. Right. Uh, but you know, the, if, if you went that route or you went, you know, guns blazing, which I did sometimes, I think there is something for everyone yeah. in that game. Whether if you love stealth, there's a game there, the game will give you the stealth option. If you love guns blazing, the game will give you that option. But the one thing about guns blazing is you got to remember who Ellie is. Ellie can't just run up and punch someone and that's it. Yeah. She's not Joel. Yeah. So. Yeah. It you know it took some time to get used to the dodging system, mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think now I feel comfortable with it, but at first it took some time to get used to. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because like there there are things about the combat that were really uh, well thought out. But again, because this is a non-spoiler review, I'm trying to stay away from certain things. Right. But we're doing uh, good so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the web, yeah, the weapons you have available to you were were well done, very similar to the first game, but definitely uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, advanced on. And on top of that, um, I'm sure people have seen the uh, not the documentary, but basically the video logs that they've done kind of explaining the game. Yeah. Uh they the customization not only is it really in depth, but the way you see them uh intricate or not intricate. Uh working with the weapons when they're fixing them. Yeah. Is actually really <laughs> well done and very detailed. Yeah. I love seeing that. Uh they would actually, you know, take the guns apart. Yeah. Which was interesting. Uh, whether it was cleaning them or just adjusting them, and they did a really good job with that. So you could tell the difference between an upgraded gun and a not upgraded gun just by looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, yeah, they just they they just nailed it really from a combat perspective. I mean, there there are zero complaints from a combat perspective. No, I mean even even if it's just <clears throat> even if it's just fist fighting a, 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 another another character. I mean, it's brutal. This game, and that's another thing I want to say about this game. It's very brutal. The combat, it ain't for the faint of heart. If you're a person who cringes at broken bones, eyes being gouged, uh, you know, faces hanging off of people, like if you're if you're like freaked out about that kind of stuff, if this- you had trouble <clears throat> with the first game and its violence this is just another tier up yeah so. it, it it dials it up to like 10 yeah and no, i'm and i mean that off. wholeheartedly that it yeah. dials it up to 10 no you'll you'll know pretty shortly in the game like i'll tell you right now for those parents and people who complain that you know violence and video games and all that kind of stuff they will definitely look at this game and like as their next argument and say look at this game with with their violence and all this kind of stuff but uh I also want to say they up they up the ante on not only the boss fights but the horror in this in this game. Oh, absolutely. This it's game not just jump scares. It was genuine like uh there were parts where uh I was playing this late at night and there were parts where I wasn't expecting like this thing to happen basically mm-hmm. and then the sound went way up <laughs> and I just was like, "Whoa." <laughs> I was like not expecting it. And there's a lot of instances of that in that game. And normally I would call it uh, like a jump scare, but they weren't. They it wasn't always a jump scare. Sometimes it was just a shock. It was just a shock, of like what yeah. was happening. Yeah. And I think that's actually harder to pull off because the enemies that they would they they have new enemies in here. I'm not gonna say exactly what they are, but they have new enemies that they introduced in here, uh, and the shock of just seeing them like there were certain enemies where if i looked at them i would just be disturbed and like creeped out and and very just like unsettled because it it was they just looked so uh disgusting and and freakish and just totally they just looked like an abomination and the the enemies that you face in here i mean and the bosses that they have 
I really appreciate the fact that they made it more horror centric. They added more horror elements to it. It's not just, it's like, it's, it, it's closer to survival horror than the first game was in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, honestly though, if we're talking about an enemy variants from the first game, it's pretty similar. They added two new enemy types. I'd say two or three. Yeah, it's, it's like two. But, um, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's 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 complicated. Like, I don't know. There are enemies from the first game that show up in the second one, and they basically do the same thing but take more damage. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of even the new enemies, uh, do a lot of the same things that the enemies in the first game do. They just look different. Right. So, unfortunately, that's still the case. Um, but they did kind of change, because again, from a strength perspective, Ellie can't do certain things. So the way you took down certain types of enemies in the first game, that doesn't work in this game. Right. So that was really cool. Uh, also, I think something we can talk about without spoiling anything is the attention to detail in AI response is different. Yes. In the second one. They're a lot smarter uh, here, man. <laughs> uh, yes, and not only that, uh, they did something that I don't think was in the first game. They have what's called a custom difficulty, uh, which is really interesting, and a friend of mine actually played it on a custom difficulty. Basically meaning you can set uh, how scarce items are or how uh, you know common items are. Right. Or you can set how aggressive your AIs are. So basically, not just like your enemies. I'm talking about the person who is around you, like the people who help you. Oh, okay. Which was really interesting. So if you ever get a chance to play it or play it again, the custom difficulty allows you a lot of options, uh, which was really interesting and I think a great addition to the game that was not in the first one at all. Right. And the music was insane too. Music was very good. Music was very, very good. And kudos to um, Ashley Johnson. Uh, you know, she she plays that guitar, man. She sings, and you know, she's she's got a great voice. Um, uh, you know, and 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 kudos to the voice actors and the and the motion capture actors uh, who all oh, phenomenal. Fun, I not, mean, not they even. gave. I mean, if I had to say who had the best performance for Game of the Year, I, I think it would be Ashley Johnson. For me um yeah she did great that's the problem we still got cyberpunk so it's still early unfortunately yeah but uh but, it's, but as of right now oh yeah for sure not even question it's one of the most emotional uh games i've ever played and it's not not emotional in the sense where i wanted to cry but emotional in the sense that like i just couldn't believe what was happening you know what i mean like i just couldn't believe so much was happening all at once and it was just a, a state of shock and it, it was just a state of shock about how so much was happening but yeah that's 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 my positive outlook on the game is that it's technical marvel um you know they naughty dog really took everything they gathered from their previous games and just put it all into this and they did an amazing job technically gameplay wise making me um making me feel like I'm really living in this world and making the world feel alive with the, with the, um, environments, with the missions. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I mean, you talk about, 
you talk about uh uncharted you talk about um you know the the set pieces in that game and there were set pieces in this game that just had me in awe not necessarily i mean both beautiful and you know destructive you know whatever you want to call it but yeah i i uh on a on a technical basis uh the game the game is incredible if you if you don't care about the story then i would say just buy the game just for that just for the gameplay alone because it, it is a unique experience that you can't find anywhere else oh um, and from the get you can skip all cutscenes, all cinematics i'm just them all after the second nope, once not after from the beginning oh yeah 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 yeah. that's true you can skip so all if you really don't care about the story that's a way i really wish they had mission select though because that's one of the only things that's keeping me from doing a new game plus and starting all over is that there's a lot of for me there's a lot of um and this is kind of a negative but this there's a lot of slow moments in the game uh but there's a lot of like dry moments in the game there's a lot of like just walking around talking not doing anything just conversation there's not like the there's action don't get me wrong there's a lot of action but then there's also a lot of dry moments um and you know at times i appreciated it but my whole pet peeve when it comes to storytelling is i don't like it when there's constant back and forth and all that kind of stuff but uh but yeah um so you want to go into the negatives right now yeah all right um well, for me, the negatives lie only in the story. Uh, you know, I would, no, I would agree. Um, for me, I feel that um, they shouldn't... There's just certain story... There's certain things that they did with the story that they didn't have to do um, in terms of showing things from certain perspectives and writing certain character if you it, certain characters the way certain characters are written i don't think they're written very well i'm not saying that they don't need to be there i just wish that they were written better um i don't like the direction certain characters went into but again that's just a personal thing uh and i just don't necessarily and i, and I don't really don't want to get into spoilers so we can't speak much on in terms of like the story, but we'll just say that there's just certain things that characters do in this game that we don't, that we just don't necessarily like. And, um, I think I speak for both me and Malcolm when I say that, you know, the story was the weak point for us when it comes to this game. Uh, yeah. So definitely the story is really the bulk of where the issues come from. Um, without really getting into depth, you know, into depth about the story, I think the only true issues that come from what people already know about the game is the game is centered about around a revenge theme. Right. And revenge themes are usually pretty predictable. Doesn't mean they can't be good, but that that is the case behind them. And honestly, I think it's a little bit on the weaker end for a revenge film or well story. Right. Uh, without getting into details of why exactly, like I can't really in this part of the review, but it's definitely a game that is interesting regardless of its issues in the story. I think it's still worth playing and purchasing for full price, honestly. Right. 
uh, because of things we've already talked about. And because there are still gems in the story. Yeah. There are yeah, still yeah. really amazing moments, whether they were either graphic or unsettling or like, you know, really, uh, oh, I would say fluff, but but nice. Right. Uh, you know, there, there were a lot of really interesting experiences that this game was uh, was able to give its uh, the people who play and the people who watch. And, you know, I think that says a lot because not every game is fun to watch and not every game is fun to play. But I think this is an ex- this is an experience you can enjoy from either uh, either side. Which I don't normally say a lot right. about every game because I don't think Saints Row is fun to, to watch. But I think Saints Row is fun to play. Right. But this game. Oh, yeah. Both ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it. um it's it's just one of those things where you know it, it that's where people are divided on the most is the story i think uh is the consensus all around and from the community yeah, yeah and and for me personally it's just the the world okay compared to the first one the reason why the first one at least to me story works is because it's a linear self-contained story uh about a guy trying to get this girl to a location and through their journey how they become closer together and how he looks at her as a daughter and how she looks at him as like a father figure um and their relationship going forward and with this one the whole world universe is expanded upon and the characters are expanded upon it throws the game throws a lot at you so I think for me, having all of that, having having thro- so much thrown at me, I having this world be expanded, I think took away from, you know, the the specific characters because it's a story driven game, but the story was being so expansive and being so world building that I think it took away from the ca- characters themselves, if that makes sense, um, from the from the self contained stories. Um, cause it, it was like, it was a story pretty much within a story, you know? And for me, it just, it took me out of it a little bit. I wish it was more linear. I wish it was more self-contained. I appreciate the world building. And at times I really wanted to focus more on the world building aspect and focus on all these other things that were going on in this universe. But at the same time, there was just so much going on, so much being thrown at you to the point where I just... I, I, it was all over the place for me personally. And, uh, that's all, that's all I'm going to say in terms of the story. Um, you'll have to check out our spoiler, uh, review that we're going to do, uh, in in our part two video. Um, but what do you, what do you, what are the, what's the rating you give it, Malcolm? What do you, what do you, before I give it the rating, I do want to say that this game is an emotionally draining experience. Yeah. Regardless if you like it or not, it is. So just keep that in mind when you do play it. Uh, when it when it comes to giving it a rating, I actually I've been struggling with it. At first, I was like I was I had a range, right? Which is not a great way to start a review or end a review. It's a range, you know, it's like somewhere between there. Um, so like my original range was like from a seven and a half to uh, a low eight, right? But I think if I'm being honest after everything 
eight sounds right. Eight, mm. eight sounds right mm-hmm. to me. Okay. No, I have a very detailed reason why. Okay. But are you saving it for the spoiler review? I have to. Yeah. Okay. That's um, a lot to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was going back and forth. Uh, also too, especially when when the credits rolled with this game, I uh, I was you know talking to people in my uh, chat room on Twitch and. You know they were voice voicing their opinions because a lot of those people were watching me play it all the way through from the beginning uh from the beginning when i started streaming the game to the end when i finished the game and they were giving me their opinions on the game and uh i i was going back and forth between like a six and a seven uh but for me now that i think about it because i'm, I'm going based off of the I can't deny the experience I had with that's, it. That's the only problem with, you know, when you're when you're doing like a genuine review, you have to look at everything. Yeah. You can't just focus on one thing. That's that's kind of, you know, that's where the whole argument that me and Cameron have about Mafia 3 comes from. Like right. a lot of people were willing to give that game fours and sixes, which was insane because the story was insane. Right. But if we're being honest, yeah, it deserves to be docked some points because of its gameplay. Right. In the same issue here, the gameplay is spectacular, but the stories have the story has problems. Right. So for me, I because the I, I can't I had an experience playing it, whether it was good or bad, whether how I felt I I had an emotional and an experience uh, an emotional experience with the game. So with that, my final review for this game is gonna be a 7.5 out of 10. I give it that's a that's like a C plus. Yeah, um, no, 7.5, yeah. Like I said, I was there. I was in the 7.5 8 range. Uh I'll explain in the other review why I actually ended up bumping it up. Okay. Or bumping it to an 8. Yeah, I get I gave it the 0.5 because, you know, the gameplay was fun. Um it, it, even though it went a little it was a little too much at times. Um and I'll get into how it was too much in, in the spoiler uh, review, but um, but yeah, so... And I'll get into why I wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you really don't think the, 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 the violence well, is like, enough? Well, it's, it's complicated. That's okay, why. okay. It's, well, we'll, yeah. we'll discuss it. But uh, anyways, guys, yeah, that's 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 the show. That's our review of The Last of Us uh, 2. Um, uh, Malcolm gave it an 8. I gave it a 7.5. Um, if you want to check out uh our spoiler review we're going to go into all spoilers about the game we talk about the ins and outs of it you know what we liked what we didn't like the very specifics of it story details story plot plot threads and uh and yeah um oh and also uh stay tuned in our next episode to hear not only our spoiler review but also our poorly our poor descriptions of uh last of us part two (laughs) <laughs> uh, in our fun game show that we love to do sometimes. yeah <laughs> that's gonna be fun oh yeah well, but, plenty of that <laughs> but yeah we want to thank you guys for watching the third episode of the land cable podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at at jones bros six um and i want you guys to check out our spoiler review uh, for the last of us part two and then check out uh the twitch stream check out the twitch stream twitch.tv slash normac 220 uh again it was it was a fun stream 
I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I got, uh, I enjoyed interacting with, you know, the, the people that were watching. So uh, uh, any more closing thoughts, Malcolm? I would highly recommend you play it. That's that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's going to be... Yeah, that's definitely my closing thoughts too, is that by no stretch of the imagination is this game bad. It is it is a, an amazing game to play. It does its job as a game uh, because that's its first job, for first and foremost, is to be a game and to be enjoyable to play. Um, and it does its job, uh, no matter how extreme measures they take to do it. But uh, anyways, guys, I want to thank you so much for watching this episode of the Land Cable Podcast. And we will see you guys next week. We hope you guys have a great weekend.